All right, hello. Welcome back to Human Progress and How to Win. I'm Matt Gabry, and episode five is Open AI, Hide and Seek, Tools for Thought, and Pushing Moore's Law to the Next Level. All right, so let's get right into it. Um, so this happened, I think, a little while ago. Uh, I saw a tweet from Sam Altman from you know Y Combinator, and I love almost everything he talks about. So he put out like a really recent, um, like pretty big bake breakthrough that from OpenAI. Uh, it's uh, emergent tool use for multi-agent interaction. This uh, really cool. It's a two-minute fifty-seven uh, video. Um, look it up uh, on YouTube. I think you can just search like multi-agent hide and seek probably and then open ai you might be able to find it uh sam altman has it on his twitter uh it's on my twitter too um so yeah check it out it's really cool it's uh this kind of animated hide and seek game there are these uh so there's like four players there's two hiders and two seekers and so with this kind of recent reinforcement learning breakthrough um it it's it's really cool they just kind of let them go let them these these four characters play hide and seek um over and over again and um man it's fascinating there's um well there's it, it you can you guys can check out the video it's not that long but i'll just try to briefly recap um uh, and i might play a little bit of it just <laughs> to kind of give you guys a, a taste of it but um I don't know, basically like the seeker or the, the hiders kind of first take over, like they, they learn how best to like hide from the seekers, like using these objects, there's like blocks and there's like wooden barriers to kind of make these barricades that they, they hide. But, um, then, you know, the, the seekers will learn how to, um, like, uh, combat that they'll learn how to, you know, go about finding them. So it's, it's this really fun to watch. Um, it's in, and they, you know, the, the engineers did not plan for any of this. This is, this is all them, the agents learning, uh, over and over again, how best to combat. So I'm going to just play a kind of the tail end of it. Let's just give a listen here real quick. That seekers from using the ramps, the hiders move them to the edge of the play area and lock them in place. We originally believed this would be the final strategy that the agents learn. However, we found that after more training, the seekers discover that they can jump on top of boxes and surf them to the hider's shelter. Yeah, you guys will see this if you look it up. This is uh, two minutes in. In the last stage in. of emergent strategy that we observed, the hiders learn to lock as many boxes as they can before constructing their fort in order to defend against box surfing. So how do agents acquire these skills? They're trained using reinforcement learning, an algorithm inspired by the way animals on Earth learn. Yeah, see? The agents play thousands of rounds of hide-and-seek in parallel for many days. They train against each other, as well as past versions of themselves, using an algorithm. Yeah, so they um, just kind of go back and forth between, you know, the hiders will kind of make a breakthrough of, of how to hide using the objects, and then um, the seekers will learn to, uh, you know go above and beyond that. And so they just kind of go back and forth between um, one-upping each other. It's, it's really neat. 
them called self-play. Self-play. Co-evolution and competition on Earth led to the only generally intelligent species known to date, humans. While this world That's is far less complex than Earth, we have found evidence that simple rules can lead to increasingly intelligent behavior from multi-agent interaction. We hope that with a much larger and more diverse environment, truly complex and intelligent agents will one day emerge. Yeah, so, wow, that's really cool. Just look that up. You can watch the whole thing. Um, so just pay attention to what's coming out coming uh, out uh, from OpenAI. Absolutely. Okay. All right, let's move on. Next on my list, and this is probably my favorite one, and I'm really actually trying to get involved with this. Um, so Tools for Thought. Um, let me go back. Let me because I want to be able to pull this up. So there's this guy, it was a recent podcast episode from uh, Venture Stories. Um, the guest was Andy Matishuk. Um, he's out in San Francisco. He, I'm looking at his Twitter right now. So it's uh, at Andy underscore Matushuk. Uh, M-A, his last name is M-A-T-U-S-C-H-A-K. Uh, give him a foul. He's a really fascinating guy. I know the podcast episode is funny. Like he talked about like how books are kind of not useless, but like we just don't learn very much from these like 150, 200, 300 uh, page books. It's like, we just can't really remember that much. If you ask someone that's read a book that long, like what are the main takeaways? Like his argument is like, yeah, people can't really tell you, a lot from what they learned, even if they just read a book. So, um, so I'm, I'm going to just read a little bit his bio. So he was at the R and D of the Khan Academy, which is that educational platform uh, for learning. I never really did that, but I know it's it was um, a lot of good things I hear from the Khan Academy. You've probably heard of it. It's pretty. It's one of like the first I feel like online schools. It really popped up. So, yeah. And then he helped build the iOS and Apple. I mean, yeah. So this guy, you know, knows his stuff. Um, he's got a recent article, and I'll get into his. So with uh, he co-authored with Michael Nielsen. Um, give him a follow, too, uh, at Michael underscore Nielsen, N-I-E. Yeah, N-I-E-L-S-E-N. So... It's how can their article is how can we develop transformative tools for thought? So their main kind of what they're what they're after, you know, um, is is building you know technology tools that really like transform the way we think, and they they go all the way back to the invention of language. You know, language they say, you know they say is like the the you know humanity's greatest invention, and so. A lot of their work is inspired by, you know, the tech, the real like computing pioneers like Alan Kay, um, Ivan Sutherland, uh, and those guys, you know, from the the 60s, 70s, like the you know the Xerox Park, and and I have been fascinated by that too for a long time. It kind of gets forgotten about, I feel, and that's kind of what their their main uh, arguments are is that, you know, a lot of startups nowadays are, it's um there just seems to be in recent years, like not useless, but just kind of gimmicky, silly startups. You know, how many 
do we really need another food delivery startup? And, uh, you know, there's just kind of a lot of fluff out there just to make a buck, you know, and, uh, and that, but that is what's hard is, is how do you build a startup that is like transformatively, transformably good for society and good for humanity, even if it doesn't, it may not make a, a good business, but like, we should still be doing these things anyways. Like, and uh, there's just not a lot of people in this camp anymore, it seems like. And they're really trying to inspire the next generation of like Xerox Park thinking. And I'm really trying to get involved. I, I've so a long a while ago, uh, I'd watch Alan Kay lectures all the time. And in two lectures that I really want you guys to, to look up are uh, Alan Kay's How to Invent the Future, one, part one and part two. That's on YouTube. He gave those at Stanford maybe a couple of years ago. And that really changed uh, my thinking on, on technology in general. Um, see, cause I'm just not after like any startup, I, you know, I'm, I'm not like, again, I just like DoorDash and, and there's a lot of them out there that I, I just don't, uh, see myself fitting in. I want to work on something much bigger than that. Um, anyways, I don't want to like bash anyone or anything, but it's just my personal opinion on things. And, um, so give that article a read. He pinned it to his, Andy pinned it to his uh, Twitter profile. So take a look at that. <clears throat> and uh, I'm telling you, I, they, these guys are on to something. And uh, if you want to, if you want uh, to really be inspired by the history of computing and, and trying to kind of be that revolution again, because I just think that's what we should be doing. You know, that's why my podcast is called human progress. It's, it's really about the best inventions humanity has ever created and built. And we want to be on that train. You know, uh, this goes to Peter Thiel too. Like we need to make significant improvements, inventions in the world of atoms, not just bits, not just a, you know, startup to, uh, make a, you know, ton of money that doesn't really add much value to humanity you know we want tools for thought and a couple of them that recent ones you know they they, in the article they mentioned you know twitter is a is a great tool for thought google was like the first one you know think about how extremely valuable google is to to humanity you know that's what we want to be thinking about when when pursuing a startup um Think of the Googles, the Twitter, the Slack, you know, and, and think about in terms of way back in humanity, like the invention of language and writing and the printing press. That's what we want to be thinking about. And that's what Tools for Thought is about. So, uh, yeah, check that. And it kind of goes along with, again, your progress studies. Okay. Um, I think I've labored that enough um let's move on to so okay this is a video from seeker the youtube channel seeker um this is a really fascinating one of pushing moore's law to the next level you know what a human progress invention that this is you know this isn't just a silly gimmicky startup you know this is this is huge um 
So there's a company that they talk about mostly here, ASML? ASML, yes. Look them up on Twitter, follow them, ASML.com. So they are creating smaller, more powerful, energy-efficient chips. You know, this is all about um, what's next after Moore's Law, what's next after the silicon chip. So what they do... It's about a 12-minute video. I watched it last night, but um, I'm not going to uh, – I may try to play some of it, but uh, basically they are um, using the, the kind of a newer revolutionary technology, um, extreme ultraviolet lithography, uh, also known as the EUV or U- EUVL, is a next-generation lithography technology using a range of extreme ultraviolet wavelengths. Um, so, yes, this is kind of the next wave of revolution for uh, chip development. And so, um, let me see here. <clears throat> the, so the little YouTube description in the video, like... Uh, so it says, um, we've hit a, they've hit a, you know, a physical limit on how small these transistors can get. Uh, Intel and a couple other competitors like Samsung and TSMC are getting, are betting big on something new, EUV lithography. Okay. So this is kind of the new wave of uh, what's going to power the next generation of electronics. So. Give this video a listen to. Give it a watch. It's they and Seekers are doing a little bit better with like production. This is kind of I think their focal point. They're calling it their focal point series. It's it's pretty cool. It's like it it has more of a documentary feel as opposed to like a scripted narrative talk. So it's it's a good watch. So the video is called "The Extreme Physics Pushing Moore's Law to the Next Level." So you'll find it on that Seeker channel. Uh, I've told you guys to subscribe and hit that bell button. So you, you'll find it. Give it a, give it a, a go. Cause I, you know, and I've never heard of this ASML company before. So if you, if you guys, any of you are in there in the Netherlands, so if, uh, give a shout out, you know, reach out to them. If you think you, you're, you've been studying this, you're an engineer wanting to uh, get into something big, um, give them a reach out you know, email, contact them, see if you can help out. You know, that's what this podcast is for. I'm trying to give you guys, um, attention to thing, big things that are happening that you may not have heard yet. You know, I know what it's like to job hunt and just kind of throw your resume out there to, to anyone, but man, if you want to be onto something big and get that equity in a, uh, (laughs) the next powerful big startup, you know, uh, I think that one is a definite one to pay attention to. So, all right, we are at the 15 minute mark. You know, um, I think that's good. That's kind of all I wanted to cover today. I really only want to hit like three to four main um, points, and then we hit three today. So, like, that's fine. I don't want to drag it out too much. I, I don't really, that's kind of what I want. I actually want to try to do a podcast of like two a week. And, uh, if I, if I find like three interesting things every, you know, twice a week, um, that's kind of what I'm shooting for. Um, 
I'd rather do that than just save it all for once a week. Um, sometimes it's hard to go back and like rewatch things, you know, it, it, so I, I think I'm going to try for twice a week. Um, so anyways, guys, stay hungry. Uh, keep researching everything that I've mentioned. Research further. Reach out to these people. Um, I'm sure if you're uh, if you got the background for it, they'd love to hear from you. Um, and just keep at it, guys, because uh, I'm I'm here doing the same thing. So uh, all right, guys, I will see you in the next episode. All right, stay hungry. We'll see you.